five, four, three, two, one. Podcast fans around the world, settle in, get comfortable, and get ready for the ride of a lifetime because you have now entered the Jenny position. Here's your host, Jennifer Smith. Hi, welcome back to the Jenny position. This is episode number three, so thank you for tuning back in. I appreciate uh, everybody following me along over here on this feed. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed the first two episodes thus far. This episode will be Talk and Pop, which is one of my shows that I brought over from the Place Me Nation Pop Feed. It is co-hosted by Tim Capel, one of my most favorite people on the planet. And we had guest Scott Criscolo to talk a little BH Nano210, the reboot that had a six episode run. We're all big fans of Beverly Hills 90210. So um, we wanted to talk a little bit about this um, reboot and see what we thought about it. But before I get to that, I wanted to read a couple of five star reviews that I was lucky enough to get on Apple Podcasts, which I think is also called iTunes. Not really sure. I'm not an Apple person. So forgive me if I call it iTunes because in my brain, that's what it is. But it is on Apple Podcasts. One of these reviews is from fans of Finn, who I don't know who this is. It says, you need this in your life. Jenny is one of the funniest people in podcasting, and with a wide variety of shows coming at you in the Jenny position, there's no excuse for not checking her out. Five stars all the way. Thank you, fans of Finn. I appreciate that. Uh, Another review is from Dusty MF Rhodes. I'm going to guess that MF stands for something fun. This says, subscribe now. Jenny is very talented and funny. A great interviewer and has good insights on pop culture and the world around her will be worth checking out for sure. Thank you very much, Mr. Dusty Rose. Um, And then my most favorite review comes from my very own son. I did not prompt him to do this, but he texted me from school and said, I left you a review on, on iTunes is what he said. And I'm like, that is so sweet. Of course, he doesn't listen to the show, (laughs) but he is adorable. And I do want to read this. It says, great shows, girls. I'm blown away that my mom and her friends are able to come this far after three to four years. Uh, P.S. It's been three years. Geek and Sassy, Freak Out Drive-In, and Talk and Pop. They're all great. And it all started on Place to Be Nation. It sure did. If you like comics, scary movies, or any pop culture things, the Jenny position is a good place to look. From Jenny's son, Ethan. Now, if that's not adorable, then I just don't, I just don't even know. Thank you, baby boy. Also, you can leave reviews on my Facebook page at the Jenny position. I had a couple of reviews from there that I wanted to share as well for my Good friend Susan Eccles, she says, five stars out of five stars for talking pop. I mean, never have I wanted more to shake a baby so damn bad. 
For real though, y'all are my peeps. Thanks for allowing me to feel as if I am part of the combo. LOL. And if you don't get the Shaking Baby reference, um, just go back in our I go back in our archives. In uh, I think it's our summer days episode in which Tim describes a shaken baby. Also, um, Susan left another review that said, "Great shows of a wide variety of engaging and relatable content. One of them, if not all, is sure to tickle your fancy." Thank you, Susan. Love you. So. Here we go. We're going to be talking pop with Scott Griscola. It's pop. Tastes great. It makes you feel kind of funny. Not here. Not down there. But all up in this area. Talking pop. BT. Sick and tired of hearing all these people talk about. What's the deal with this pop life? And when is it going to fade out? The thing you got to realize what we're doing is not a trend. We got the gift of melody. We're gonna bring it till the end. Come on now. Hi, welcome to Talking Pop. My name is Jennifer Smith. I'm here with the Emily Valentine to my Andrea. <laughs> okay, I couldn't even say that without laughing. <laughs> I thought I would get through it, but it didn't come out right. Wow. Jennifer, I was not prepared for that, but I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the efforts. Um, I am Tim Capel, and this, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Jenny, is episode 19 of Talking Pop. It is. So, I guess we should say, if, if you are someone who is hearing this show, Talking Pop, for the first time, and you're wondering why it is episode 19 here on the Jenny position... <laughs> Um, this is a show that has existed, uh, on another feed, our kind of sister affiliate, affiliate, easy for me to say, network, Place to Me Nation Pop. So, as you migrated, uh, your presence and your shows from Place to Be Nation Pop over to the new Jenny position, mm-hmm. uh, I came along with you. You did. So, I'm so glad yeah. you did. I, I was happy that you uh, you asked me along. This could have been an opportunity for you to really cut bait. Dude, who else would do this shit with me? <laughs> no I don't know. There, I don't know. We, 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 there might be some takers out there. and More on that later, perhaps. But, um, yes, uh, this is episode 19 of our ongoing Talk and Pop. Hasn't really missed a beat and not going to change other than the uh, the scenery, really. But uh, I'm so glad to be with you here, supporting you on this in- new endeavor here on the Jenny position. Um, as I said, so so thrilled to just uh, sort of be along for the ride here. And I couldn't do it without you, baby. Thank you so much for that. I, I love you for that. I love in you fact. for that. <laughs> also, want to thank you know our, any of our current listeners who followed us over as well. Um, it, it's old hat for you guys. You, you know what the show is. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's going to be, I would say, more of what you love, and if you're hearing us for the first time, then um, I, I don't know what your expectations might be, but um, I would say lay them aside and, and try to be open-minded. That's all we <laughs> because ask. we are often not sure what we are or what <laughs> we want to be. So, and, and, you know, I'm supposed to be the boss bitch uh, you are. here on this feed, and... 
Um, I mean, I guess I am still, but um, there's just, I don't know. There's something about when you and I get together, just, you know, all, all, all bets are off and you never know what's going to happen. That is a fair statement. And we are not alone tonight. We have a great guest with us, a returning yes. champion, in fact. <laughs> so why don't we bring him in now? Jenny, who have we got here to help us through this De- this kind of second debut for Talking Pop. It's funny because we're talking about the same thing, really, that he talked about in the first episode that he was in. I know. It's uh, nice symmetry. It is. Um, he is co-host of uh, the Place to Be podcast, also the main event on the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed, and also uh, has a presence on the Place to Be Nation pop feed, and he will tell us about that. His name is Scott Criscolo. How you doing, Scott? I am uh, very well, and uh, after that somewhat convoluted, I was trying to follow that. It was kind of going along many different rabbit holes, but um, well, I, this is my debut uh, of finally being on this exceptional program. Well, and you were on our other 90210 episode. That is true. That is true. I was. And it is nice to be on the first Talk and Pop here. Yes. That can never be taken away from me. I'm That's very true. honored. It is on, and I think it's pretty cool. By the way, if my voice sounds familiar, that <laughs> I was the first voice ever heard on the first episode, and I'll always that that that, uh, that, that means a lot because I'm I'm pumped for this feed, Jenny, and Tim I, and I are here for the ride, baby. I have a funny story right. about well, kind of cute story, I guess. Uh, so um, we'll talk about this later, but my son is completely adorable, and he left us uh, iTunes review today uh, for this feed uh i saw that just on his own right i i did not i swear to god i did not prompt him he texted me from school and said i left a review for the jenny position check itunes (laughs) i was like okay god uh and so i'll read that later but uh when he got in the car he had his phone and he pulled it up and he started playing and uh I heard the song, and I was like, what are you, why are you listening to that? And then he heard your opening, Scott, and then he was like, that was really cool, Mom, that sounds awesome. I was like, okay, well, I'll let him know you said that. Well, I appreciate that. That's the greatest endorsement ever. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. My kid is, is my biggest fan, so I love that. Fantastic. Even though he probably should not be listening to this um, uh, anyway. I was going to say, probably good luck trying to forbid him from listening to it now, yeah, right? You may have to be careful. We may have to do a Patreon. Why start parenting now? Yeah. We'll do a Patreon edition for the, for the Bluer episode. Do the G-rated and then everything else. Well, since when do I ever like care what he watches anyway? So. I was going to say, why? what's the difference? Yeah. He's a genius. Um, so you, Scott, are you one of the 9021 bros? Indeed I am. Okay. So, um, we got a, (laughs) a very special six episode reboot of this show, Mm -hmm. um, that was surprising in so many ways. Uh, I was shocked from the first episode. They did a really, really, really cool take on a reboot, in my opinion. Um, The blurring of the lines between the actors and the characters, I thought was 
so funny and smart and unique and wonderful. What did you guys think about the way that they set up the season? Uh, at first, I was sort of half in and half out on this from that first episode. Like, even knowing, going in, what the premise was, that it was this very, like, meta reboot of the show, where it's it's not just a straight continuation of the series, it's kind of what they did with uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm with the, <laughs> the Seinfeld reunion, right? This is going back several years, actually. Um, and it was like a show within a show sort of thing. And, I mean, part of me did have some interest in seeing, well, what would a, a straight continuation of this type of thing look like? But at the same time, there's there's kind of that nagging in the back of my mind where it's like, yes, yeah, too many reboots. The show ran for 10 freaking years as it is. What else are they really going to say? Like, is there's just going to be kind of a tired, pathetic rehash like a lot of these things are. <laughs> so maybe I don't want that. And they did go in a more creative uh, direction that, I ultimately did think was fitting. Um, I, I had to get past, though, just... I, I think it was in watching this that I had to come to terms with the fact that my favorite characters from the original Beverly Hills 90210 were Dylan and Valerie. Especially Dylan and Valerie as a pair. Um, but just individually as well. I, I don't... I, I think it just locks into that certain place within my my fandom my sweet spot with this show and not having either of them because one is no longer with us and because the other is presumably a working actor with a lot of things going on (laughs) you know um made it kind of a bitter pill to swallow in some ways but if you set that aside and say it just it wasn't going to happen. It, it's impossible, right? I mean, we can't, you can ask for the world, but it's not like um, they didn't try hard enough in this case. We can't bring people back from the dead. Right. So, Sadly, no. Yeah, yeah. For what it was, um, I don't want to, I won't say I thought they did the best they could with it, but it was, it was very enjoyable for, for what it was. And, kind of left me wanting more surprisingly enough so yeah that that's kind of my overall take on things what do you think scott um i think they did the right thing um i don't think that like making it season 11 would have worked at all Mm. number one look uh, it i think we've learned and i just actually it's funny i just finished watching all 10 seasons uh uh, i had them on i have them on dvd because there's a because there's a bunch of holes on hulu mostly mute anytime there was a a a real song i figured it out as i was watching anytime Mm -hmm. there was a real song or a guest uh that episode is not on hulu like when like when like when christina aguilera was on or the color me bad episode the Rolling um, Stones episode. Yep, that one. Uh, yep, ah, and uh, you know damn. what is that? The, who's saying the All for One? I think weren't they on one? Yeah, and then you know, like all those kind of oh, yeah, all the REM stuff. Yeah, right? that's like in the yeah. early seasons. Exactly, that stuff was all. Um, um, uh, so they just took the they they 
took out the whole episode. They didn't like work around it or anything like that, huh? Uh, yeah, and I exactly. So I so I, I did, bought all the seasons on eBay a while back, and knowing that this was coming, I powered through all ten seasons, and I figured out which one are my favorites and which are not. I wish we could do that our first episode again now that my mind's a little clear <laughs> now that i actually remembered a more a better hunk of it but anyway well there I, may I, be time we'll see yeah, yeah we may we have to do another deep dive mm-hmm. uh talk and pop episode 158 no i don't know right. um <laughs> the yeah the um the i definitely think that this was a better tact to do um to do it this way no luke perry I think, well, either way, um, not him not being here actually definitely changed the tone of the show. I know they did a moment in the first episode, um, but this was the right way to go uh, to kind of go outside the box and, you know, kind of over, over exaggerate the real actor situations like Tori Spelling's life is pretty much what was in that show. Right. Maybe eased up by about 10. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, Jenny, I don't know what Jenny's doing now other than I, 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 we air a couple of like hunger PSAs on my network that I work for. And that's pretty much, I think it's the only thing you see her in except for some things here and there, I suppose. Um, Brian's, you know, DOA, uh, Ian is chasing flying sharks. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, God only knows what Gabrielle's been doing. So it, it was actually a, a great opportunity to give them a chance in the spotlight again. And maybe the one positive that comes, well, I shouldn't say a positive because death is not a positive at all. But the one thing that helped you from the loss of Luke was that Dylan is Dylan. I mean, he was the biggest presence on that show. And, I don't know how he would have fit the way this was going. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe the cool thing was it would have mentioned that his kid was a wrestler. That would have been kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, right. You know, <laughs> we could be, he walked around with an, EC, with an AEW t-shirt. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. That would have yeah. been, been fucking awesome. Um, Get Luchasaurus so, and Marco Stunt in there. Exa- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he and Shannon would have had probably the best moments there. Oh, no doubt. You know, he could have been the one to bring her back um, mm-hmm. into the fold. It, yeah. I think she was sort of off to the side too. Yes. And was sort of like the, and that they made that part of the show as well. They just sort of baked that into the DNA of what this was, that she was, she had her own thing going on and, and was very distant from the show and the rest of the cast. And how do we fit her back in? Mm-hmm. So they, they kind of, um, and you're right in a way, Scott, if, if they had had um, Luke Perry available, it's sort of like, it compounds that. You've got these two characters that sort of have this same um, issue that, that you have to figure out and work into the show and make a plot point, um, and how do you do that? So, yeah, I, I mean, I might feel differently if... I mean, the development of this thing started while Luke Perry was still with us. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like, what's the difference? Who cares? But, like, if he had died and then I heard the next day that they were, like, it was the first I heard of it that they were planning this thing, right? Mm-hmm. I would be like, well, it's not even worth doing. You know, that's right. that's so shitty. 
But the fact that, you know, it started, and I'm sure they had every intention in the world to reach out to him and include him and make him a part of this, whether he could do it or not, um, sort of softens that a little bit, I guess. Uh, I, I sort of feel like maybe the rest of the cast wouldn't wanted to have proceeded, you know, in the wake of something like that happening if it, they hadn't already been talking about it already, you know? Yeah. And I think, I bet you a lot of the scenes they did in the beginning, um, like, uh, like when Tori went to wherever Shannon was, Zimbabwe or wherever the heck she was, um, <laughs> I'm, some strange country in the Ozarks or whatever. I, I think that Luke would have been in that scene probably. And yeah. all the scenes where like Brian and Shannon were kind of best friends, I think yeah. that all would have yeah. been Luke. So I think a lot of this series was, I think everything was kind of laid out early on in the pre-production process. And I think they just kind of adjusted it to, um, you know, when he died and mm-hmm. kind of spread out the, the roles to other things. Um, but anyway, but the whole the, I liked the premise. I thought it was I thought it was uh, unique to take advantage of kind of their real lives, but just amp it up a, a bit. Mm-hmm. And there were a few negatives. We'll get that I noticed, and we'll get into it obviously. But for the most part, I I enjoyed the concept and just seeing all of them. I was always a Shannon fan, and I was pissed. Um, as I was watching the show, rewatching the original show, I got like, kind of pissed that they didn't bring her back for season ten for for the wedding yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I, I'm sure Aaron Spelling was sick of her because by that point, I think she'd fucked up Charm too by by two like, <laughs> by ninety nine two thousand. So she was pretty much on a pretty deep shit list at that. Yeah, point. that was kind of supposed to be her, her redemption, right? As she right. was like, okay, we're off of nine nine two zero now. Fine, we'll 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 get you on something else. We'll make it right and. I guess that didn't go so well either. I don't know. Right. So, um, uh, but for the most part, the con- to answer your question, the, the concept I thought was great. I thought it was a great way to look outside the box and do something different without actually doing, uh, in essence, a season 11. Exactly. Which I don't think would have been possible. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to tell y'all, um, y'all know that I am not the biggest Kelly Taylor fan. And... Mm-hmm. She turned out to be my favorite part. Hmm. Okay. Of the of these episodes, seriously, I was totally impressed with her. She was a hot mess. Um, lots of failed marriages and relationships. Um, a mother to a teenage daughter, and um, just sort of like a mess. You know, she just. But but still, she was so funny. And then the friendship with her and, and um, Tori was so real and relatable mm-hmm. um, that I just found myself really, like, really enjoying her in, in a way that I never enjoyed Kelly Taylor. Yeah, I, I just was sort of drawn to the bitter asshole version of <laughs> Jenny Garth, fictionalized version of Jenny Garth, I'm guessing. Uh, with with her defining feature being the failed marriages, and that was something that she's not someone whose personal life I've followed per se. I mean, to the extent that I followed anyone's personal life from the show, but it's not something like when I think of Jenny Garth, I think of oh this this uh, 
string of failed marriages, right? And I, I was kind of looking back to see, is, is the, there really something to this? And I know she was married to Peter Fossinelli, I think mm-hmm. is his name, for a while, and that kind of ended badly. Um, but, you know, it's just not something you, it's not the first thing you think of mm-hmm. with her. But I don't know if that was coming from, an authentic place of you know Jenny Garth saying this is what I really want to lean into for my my arc in this or if she was just kind of having fun with it or or what and that's that's part of part of the enjoyment and the entertainment here is, is kind of that questioning that you do right of, of how much is this really taking a cue from reality and is mm-hmm. there or is just being played up for laughs or you know for the sake of drama um but yeah i I definitely like the way that um she came across in in these six episodes and feels very unlike uh the kelly taylor character in terms of just you know the the details of her life but personality wise you can kind of tie it back to to some of that (laughs) not all of it but Mm. You know, Kelly Kelly had her moments <laughs> throughout the original run, that that's for sure. Well, she could you... be she could be kind of an asshole. Not not so much bitter, but but she could be an asshole on that show. Well in the first episode she finds herself um fucking Jason Priestley. So mm-hmm. that's right. Um how do we feel about that? Another scene I wonder if it was Luke for Luke Perry. I, think so. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. Uh, I tell you though, it's funny because yeah, there there would there would have been a lot different dynamic if Luke was there because, um, remember you know she had a you know obviously her and Brenda had a thing or you know her and Shannon Dylan and Brenda had a thing and then of course Dylan I know we're trying to like mishmash this but and then you know Kelly and 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 Dylan and Brandon had their thing, um so yeah that would have been very different but um I'm not surprised that happened. Uh, Me either, really. It was yeah. No, I kind of liked to. it though. I liked it. Oh, it had to happen. Had, something like that had to happen. Yeah. This yeah. scene was very hot. They were they were drinking probably whiskey. That's or, uh, <laughs> uh, well, he was. I don't know what she was drinking, but um, yeah. And then they just kind of threw each other around. That was that was that was that was hot. Yeah. Um, getting back to the whole Jenny and Kelly thing, um, and I'm going to keep reverting to the original series because it truly is fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, the last three seasons, all the seasons after they graduated from Cal U, yep. she was an unwatchable hypocrite throughout that entire <laughs> those last three seasons. Yeah, she, was she would she would ha- she would have one opinion, but then it would be the other opinion if it suited her fans. Like you really wanted to punch her in the face uh, many times in those last three seasons. Well, all um, the seasons, but yes. Now, <laughs> now, Scott, this this may have been residual brain damage from when she got shot and had a mute. <laughs> Well, that or or when she was or when she was being hit on by the hot lesbian while they were going to burn to death in the bathroom, or, or when she um, had a coke problem, or she had a co. Her and Colin had a. By the way, Colin um, is in Dr Pepper commercials. The actor that played Colin, so they probably couldn't find him. Uh, so his career's kind of sunk. Um, they always wanted. It was evident, obviously, after Brandon left or Jason Brandon left. Mm-hmm. I think it was ten episodes into season because literally. Jason Priestley left, I think, episode 10 of season 9, and then literally the next episode, which was the 
Thanksgiving episode of that season, Valerie left yep. and Dylan came back. Mm-hmm. So uh, they obviously needed to you know put a band aid on that loss. Um, quickly, <laughs> yeah, yes. very quickly, yeah. But I, I've always said that. I mean, this is another talk from the day. But I always said the season, the show should have ended when they graduated from Cal U. The last three seasons were just unwatchable shit. But um, uh, I definitely think that she was the one. I thought the the, the six episodes were more about Tori trying to redeem mm-hmm. her life more than the rest of them, mm-hmm. um, because she was this one spearheading the show and she wanted to be the producer and. Um, you know, she was the one whose life was on the line. And uh, even though they kind of force-fed us the whole, oh, my God, I'm going to be in bed with Brian for the first, like that, I felt that was, like, jammed down our throat like a fucking yeah. Yeah, square peg, round hole. Yeah. That was a bit much. I, I had some thoughts on that, too. Yeah, yeah that, I thought that was that? Yeah, good. Just that, I don't know, I, I think it was a subplot, like a lot of subplots in this, I don't even want to call it a season, it was more like a, a mini-series that... Uh, maybe you could have done something with, but they didn't really have breathing room for it. So it just sort of comes up and then gets resolved just very quickly and very um, kind of superficially. You just don't really, you sort of look at it like, well, what what was even the point of that? If it's, if it's this um, ridiculous (laughs) where she's stressing out over, potentially having feelings again for Brian and they're going to be in bed together. Okay. I guess we could work with that, but then it just gets resolved and swept under the rug because she gets an obnoxious, uh, sexual support surrogate therapist or something. (laughs) And she's sort of annoying. And that's, it's like, really like, why did we spend even, you know, two episodes on this? Um, but in in a proper season, if they'd had like ten or twelve episodes, maybe there's something there. Uh, but for what it was, I think it's just something that maybe was a casualty of the limited run uh, of this little six episode deal. But you know, there are little things like that, like Jenny's uh, romance with the uh, the security guard, oh, God Wyatt oh. or whatever, yeah. who. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Ian refers to him as uh, Costner at one point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Which I bought yep. for. <laughs> that was great. Um, so, you know, that happens, but then they just sort of break up off screen. So you're just like, all right, that was, that was, um, thing. A thing, yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, I wish, on the one hand, I, I think I could have used a few more episodes, but I wouldn't want, like, a whole season's worth of this type of thing. Yeah, maybe ten. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What if that seems better? like a good number. Yeah. Um, another interesting storyline here for me was uh, Andrea. So mm-hmm. she, in her you know personal life, wanted to, um, I guess, explore her sexuality. So she just did that. Like she's married. And, um, it was very odd the way that she went around telling everybody that she was going to be a lesbian, but they're all like, aren't you married though? <laughs> you know? And, um, even though it was sort of like, she was, she was sort of like, well, I'm auditioning to be bisexual. I'll keep you posted on how it goes. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> it was I'll, very probably, I'll probably sleep with Emily Valentine, but like, it'll be okay though. <laughs> we'll still be uh. married. <laughs> 
We'll see if I like it or not. Yeah. I'll just try it. If I don't like it, I'll put it back. I'll but, return it. I mean, like, I mean, it was interesting because that, that probably is. Which I'm not knocking. I mean, I'm go not for either. it. Sure. Yeah. It's just unusual. Like you said, the presentation was um, not what you typically see with these types of storylines and how they're explored. So I kind of enjoyed that because it was very different. It was. I don't know how relatable it necessarily is, but who cares? Relatability is overrated sometimes. Well, I think there probably is some of that as far as like being... Because, you know, Andrea is at least 50 years older than all of the rest of the cast. <laughs> 50 years older. So, so I, I do enjoy that. Um, it makes it different where she's kind of later on in life, like, mm-hmm. discovering or even maybe admitting to um, her bisexuality. And, um, but, so that part is interesting. And then she wants to explore it as an actress using Andrea, the character. Yeah. Which is also interesting. Um, but then it just spills over into her real life um, when she starts banging um, Emily Valentine, who is pretty great uh, in her She's role here. Yeah. yeah. The great Christine Elise. Yes. Uh, a little bit, a little bit hokey, right? Where she's. Mm-hmm. Oh, coincidence. She's now this executive with Fox. Ha ha. But. Uh, it worked for the tone of the show. It's not like they're trying to sell you on the realism of so much of this. You know yeah. what I mean? It, yeah. it is very um, hyper-realized, this reality that it takes place in. So Christina Elise quits acting, becomes an executive? Sure, why not? Uh, I mean, Gabriel Carteris really is the SAG president, so, you know, stranger things have happened. That's a uh, neat touch yeah. that they added. Mm -hmm. So they they included that, incorporated that, uh, used it pretty well, too. She Mm -hmm. helped get them out of some jams, Mm -hmm. (laughs) particularly uh, Jason Priestley. But, um, yeah, I mean, those two characters, I don't think, had much. Scott, you'll you'll recall better than I will how much interaction Andrea had with Emily Valentine in the, you know, early run of that show. I don't remember them. Not really, not a ton. Um, Just she groups, did, you know. Yeah, I mean, she she mm-hmm. did write for the paper, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and uh, and obviously there was probably a bit of jealousy there because obviously Andrea liked Brandon. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, uh, you know, Emily and Brandon went out, and Emily got him doped up, and. <laughs> smashed his fucking car and then she said then she fucking torched the float and all that shit so uh, i love they her had so much sex though right emily and brandon oh yeah okay yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah yeah they were fucking for yeah, sure that's what uh, oh they definitely were no they definitely were um he must have had that good dick oh yeah he's, he's swung it around everywhere <laughs> i mean that bitch well, torched a parade float over that dick i'm just over saying that. Over that. oh yeah but um mm. And then she that came made back. Me think and... of something else. I'm going to try not to forget, but please continue, Scott. <laughs> yeah, no. And then she came back in season five. five? Yeah, yeah. She, um, she, she's in four San Francisco. Five. Yeah, four. And yeah, five. four and five intermittently. Is either four and five or five and six. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, but Andre was gone from by then. She had already mm-hmm. moved with Jesse 
to the East Coast. So she wasn't in the picture anyway by then. Uh, that's when um, he was going out with what's her fit. Well, he was going out with Kelly. Was he going? Well, he was going out with Kelly the first time. Well, it, um, it was Lucinda <laughs> the first time she came back. Brandon was throwing it at everybody that season. Oh, yeah, that's when he, was. he was banging the teacher. Yes, yeah. was and really the fucking husband got back at him, and mm-hmm. oh yeah, that was great. Well, anyway. he had Claire. He had Claire around as well. I don't think they. I don't think they ever did anything. But no, they didn't do anything. Happened. She was too young. She yeah, was a, she was I mean they could young. have, but, but they, they could, could have, but no. Brandon kept it kept it in for yeah. her, and uh, uh, then she, then she was with Steve forever. So, mm-hmm. um, I miss Claire. Uh, I wish they brought her back. Um, oh man, yeah, oh, I love man. Claire because Claire was the only one. Uh, on a side note, we'll answer the question in a minute. But Claire, yeah. <laughs> Claire, uh, Claire was one of the, the reason I loved her. Is she was like the no bullshit mm-hmm. uh, character on the show. Like, there's one. Um, there's a scene, I think it's the season premiere of episode seven, because I think they were still in, yeah, it had to be because she left the show when they left the school, when they graduated. So I think it was, yeah. I think it was the season seven premiere and she's sitting next to Brandon. She looks at him and goes, you guys are so incestuous. <laughs> it was like, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you've just fucked each other so many times. I remember Literally that. and figuratively. Uh, anyway, um, I don't know if it was forced because what's funny is, is I, I looked up Christina Lisa's and she's not gay in real life. So, making her gay on the show, I don't, like, I don't know if that was just to kind of add that drama for Gabrielle. Yeah, yeah probably so. Yeah, probably. To give her a um, focus. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it didn't matter. I loved her anyway. I'm back yeah. on the show. Um, yeah, no, she was awesome. It was just good seeing them interact Me because too. they yeah. were... As characters, they they never really got any one on one time. No, they did. It was the long. We took the long road around that, but yeah, we did. I mean, but, that, yeah. that was that was the point. Is just they they never had a lot of um, interactions, just one on one, unless it was for probably interpersonal drama. Like maybe Emily wanted to do a story or something, and Andrea shot it. Down. Who knows that kind of bullshit, right? So just seeing them interact as characters and being able to play off of each other and not be you know, the, the sort of typical, the kind of antagonistic stuff you might expect, uh, I, I thought was pretty refreshing. So, I mean, let's face it, Andrea was, I don't think anyone's favorite character, except that fictional fan she made out with in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Andrea being your favorite <laughs> character. Yeah. I have to tell you, I, I watched that first episode with my mom, who... Um, was not a big fan of the show. Like, she was sort of old enough to just kind of be past it, not interested in that sort of thing. And I was really too young to be watching it, but I did anyway. So we would sometimes watch it together, just in that original run. And um, so it was just, you know, for shits and grins, let's watch this. You know, I was over there on a Saturday, um, just hanging out, and uh, threw it on Hulu. And after that line, we just kind of looked at each other and started laughing. <laughs> it's just like, even as someone who's just a non-fan of the show, knows how ridiculous that is. But anyway, she... I love your mom, Tim. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I like that they they gave her... They didn't just give her a side plot, right? Which, which they often did with mm-hmm. the Andrea character. Yeah. She was just sort of... Oh shit! She's still on the show. We got to figure out something for her to do. <laughs> I mean, it just got to the point where it, it seemed like the show didn't even want her on it anymore. 
And uh, she she felt very much like a part of it here. Yeah, and I felt so too. I was I was glad for that. Um. Okay. Let's talk about <laughs> Brian Austin Green. Mm. Uh, this one was up and down for me. Like I thought mm. the scenes with him and Donna were were pretty good for the most part because it did feel like they were both at weird spots in their marriages. So it seemed, and they have a past um, Mm -hmm. relationship. So it seemed, you know, pretty natural and they did still have a a spark, I thought um, on screen. So, but the stuff like with him and his home life, Mm -hmm. eh, I don't know. He's married to a pop star. He's uh, Mr. Dad, um, which is cute, but just, I mean, I guess in the in the world of 90210, like Beverly Hills, that makes sense, but not extremely relatable uh, in this, you know, when you're trying to kind of find a, a connection with some of these characters. What do you think? Yeah, he um, he didn't get a whole lot character-wise, and it, what they did give him felt sort of redundant with Tori, but in a way that they didn't—they didn't do a whole lot to try to tie them together. You know, you'd think they would have some, really, a lot of common ground that they could relate on. You know, they're kind of married, settled down with kids, trying to balance working and and being a parent to multiple children at the same time. And it's sort of an inverse of Tori's situation, right? Where in in that setting, she's the more famous one. And, and I guess the Megan Fox stand in who's a, a pop star is, is that in uh, I I mean, they're not going to, that's smart. Well, you figure they're not going to be able to get Megan Fox for this kind of thing. (laughs) And even if they did, it would have, the very problem that I think the show is sort of emphasizing with them yeah. and that she would sort of be the biggest star and would like eclipse the rest of them, which I don't know. That's very meta and, and uh, funny to me, but in any case, he, um, I don't know that. I mean, they did the thing with the, the stalker who turned out not to be the, the swerve with the stalker. who was his son, but then it wasn't his son. And it was just kind of like, all right. <laughs> um, it's, it's so funny because I'm looking at the wiki page and like all the characters have like, you know, paragraphs about what yes. happens. And yeah. then his is yeah, like sentence. two sentences. <laughs> mm-hmm. of, like he was David Silver. He's a stay at home dad. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> and that really is it. Um, it really is. I he, thought it was a he nice. He looks okay though. I'll give him that. I mean, he looks fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although I will say, um, any man over the age of 18 uh, on a skateboard, um, <laughs> not a great look, I'm just going to say. Uh, perhaps I'm being judgmental, I, I don't know. but um, I know how you feel about your 18-year-old. So. Well, well no, not in this case. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, any scene where, where he's getting from place to place on a skateboard and he's like 57 is just... <laughs> Doesn't work for me, brother. Um, Scott, you ride anyway. skateboard, don't you? Yeah, yeah, Scott. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
I actually liked him the best on the show. Really? I felt he was the most grounded. And I think he was the only one that felt, that seemed annoyed, yet content, where the yes. rest of them were all just That's fucked up. It. You know? Yeah. He was, like, almost fed up. He was almost like the Claire of the, of the six episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, like, he was, like, the most, he was, like, the most, um, like, all right, I mean, I'm happy with my life. It's a little boring, but she's hot and makes a lot of money. And if we do the show, cool. If not, whatever. I'll go back mm-hmm. to my kids. You know what I mean? Like the rest of them were all like clamoring for to get out of their miserable, mediocre lives, and he's like, "Hey, that's cool." And and he, I again, I like how they, of all the people that stayed close with Shannon, they picked him yeah. Uh, yeah. over anybody else. Mm-hmm. Which again, I think that replaced that replaced Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed I enjoyed him more than any of anybody else. To be honest with you. And I was the and 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 Donna was my girl. She mm-hmm. was my my jam on that show, mm-hmm. but. Um, but even she got a little aggravating after a while. Um, well, what about the whole, like, um, cause in the beginning he was trying to restart his acting career and then he would only get hired because his wife, uh, struck a deal to do a Problems song do a or song, whatever. Yeah. So that was kind of emasculating for him. Yeah, it was, it was definitely. It's, um, it seemed like he kind of. They didn't do what they did, like like you're saying, Scott, with you know Jason Priestley and his marriage, where they, mm-hmm. they're just kind of both looking for any reason to blow it up. Um, you know, he they had marital problems, yes, but they kind of worked through them as adults and had these boring but uh, beneficial conversations. <laughs> um, and in a way, I mean, I, I kind of he is the most I think likable of, of this grouping. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wanted, I always found myself wanting to see more with him just because they didn't give him a whole lot, but it was also sort of the point. So I I don't know. I I guess I maybe want to have it both ways, which is, which is difficult. Um, did think that his secret best friend relationship with Shannon was a really nice touch. It just, They could have done that with her and Jason, and it would have been really obvious um, mm-hmm. and fine. But just the fact that they they did that with the two of them, again, similar to the, the case with uh, with Gabrielle and Christina Elise, the, the these two who, while they were on the show, weren't super tight there in terms of their characters and their relationships. Like there aren't many great David Brenda scenes that come to my <laughs> mind, anyway. I mean, if anything, I I feel like you found her kind of annoying, <laughs> you yes. know. Just kind of, she was just kind of Donna's friend, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was something that I don't know how much you know truth there is to that. I don't know how close those two were or are today, but um, pretty pretty cool that they they did that with the two of them. It was just a nice touch that didn't need a whole lot more to it than what we saw. Somebody that I was surprised that I didn't enjoy as much as I thought I would was Jason Priestley. Mm. So, so, I mean, because Brandon is like, in my mind, Brandon is the the center, right? He's the like the anchor of the group, and he didn't feel that way to me in this series. Um, 
he, uh, you know, they did this whole, like, like you say, the meta thing with his career as a TV director, um, which was nice. And I did enjoy that. But then he, he just seemed a little bit like dickish. Mm -hmm. Like, but I guess that makes sense. Um, Yeah, because Brandon Walsh was the ultimate baby face at the end of the day. And it was just Mm -hmm. kind of the leader of the gang, Um, the glue, whatever you want to call it. And he was very volatile in terms of his, his personality and his portrayal in this. Um, Maybe by design, maybe they're kind of going, kind of deliberately going against expectations there. But when you look at it, and you say, okay, who was like the leader of the gang here? It would be Tori by a mile. Yes. And um, that is really in stark contrast <laughs> to the to yeah, the show as we definitely. remember it, where she was, I don't want to call her a side character or just a sidekick, but just not someone you thought of as a leader or a main character other than perhaps in the mind of Aaron Spelling. Or Scott. Uh, that was his girl. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it can be his girl, sure, but uh, just as a character, she, she she was not exactly the lead. No. And, uh, yeah, um, Jason here, here's a question. that here Here's what I, I thought of and that I, I wanted to um, revisit at the right opportunity. Was there any, like, did Jason Priestley and, and Jenny Garth actually date in real life at any point? I wanted no, that, it's- too. No, as a matter I don't of fact, think they Brand, did. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Jason Priestley and Christina Lee lived together for five years. Yeah, what? yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he and Shannon Doherty did too. What? Kind of yeah, yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of incestuous non incestuous. So incestuous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah, um, yeah. He got that uh, good dick. Like I don't know if Tori and I think Tori and Brian actually. Uh, yeah, for a little while. Yeah, so I think that's what she was alluding to, but so, but I mean, I don't think even in this reboot they were trying to suggest that Jason Priestley and Jenny Garth had a real life history. So I was like, them getting together at the bar, like, were they fucking for the first time? Basically, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. So it, it works on that level of mm-hmm. you're seeing these two characters again, but for them, the like they're doing. It's it's the forbidden, like, they never went there um, right. during their heyday. And this is, like, their first time being reunited, and that's immediately where it ends up, you know? It, it just, yeah, he was kind of kind of a dick, um, certainly. One and, of the, when he was a director on a scene, like, on a set, and one of his actors was being a fucking asshole, mm-hmm. and then I, he says something like, the best thing you ever did was be Brandon Walsh or some shit like that. And then Brandon punches the shit out of him. Slugs him, yeah. That was like, funny as shit. I'm like, yeah, and I, I'm looking at that, and it was it was a pretty cool scene, but you're yeah. like, is this Jason Priestley like, wanting to be a badass, or just... He kind of was. I don't know. He kind of was, yeah. So, it, it, on the one hand, you're like, okay, do I really buy this? I don't know. It, it, he is hard to see as a anything other than Brandon Walsh yeah. um, at the end of the day, yep. um, which I, I think is probably uh, to his credit that he, he has done more in the directing realm 
than in the acting world because that that is a pretty inescapable role. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's good that they they leaned into that, and he's like wanting to direct more and takes that more seriously than his acting these days. I think there's a germ of truth to the to that and work to the show's advantage as well because now you've got this guy who's you have to look at it and say okay is this his ego that's compelling him to want to star in the show and also direct it or is he just trying to you know um prop up his resume a little bit what's what's really motivating him um and it worked it's just um if you wanted like the typical white bread baby face Brandon Walsh, uh, you were not going to see it nope. <laughs> in this. You were going to be very disappointed, in fact, uh, by this uh, by this reboot. Scott, do you like baby face or heel Brandon better? Uh, I like baby face Brandon. Heel Brandon's a douche. Yeah. Mm. Um, Dylan, well, heel Dylan was a douche too. Um, yeah, but he was fun. He was fun. At one point, I got to tell you, if you guys ever rewatch again i don't know if it was season eight or season nine i think it was season nine literally they're all assholes yeah <laughs> they literally are all miserable assholes that they're all they're all heels to each other to strangers to the audience they're just all fucking heels what's the and, one where he cheats on kelly with like the the gossip columnist yeah it was that was season nine he oh, uh that was steve so brought in the gossip column it was a whole it was a trick or some shit and then he banged her and then he uh he puts it on the answering machine, and she listens to she, yes. the woman tells her, and yeah, she was a bitch. The fucking uh, that gossip so columnist. That was um, that was like where the show really like sort of I won't say jumped the shark, but it, like it just became unwatchable, you know? Yeah, when you had and and I think they were trying to clean that up. Um, it seems like on this sh- uh, in this this reboot. Um, I feel like they totally ignored the other show, the show they did in the early or in the early decade. That is true. When Kelly and Brenda came back, mm-hmm. and they were all giddy and talking to each other, and everything was great and everything, and now you move ahead and it's like, oh, they fucking hate her. Like, <laughs> it, like they're cold. They're t- they, it's like they skipped 2010 mm-hmm. and then went to 2019 as if it was 1994 again or 1993, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever season four was, 93, right. 94. So. It was a little jumbled, but I liked Babyface Brandon was great. Um, he was like the more he was supposed to be the show's moral compass, and always was. And then when he left, they tried to make Kelly the moral compass, but she got fucking annoying at it. God, yeah. um, it, it was almost preachy, and and Dylan told her off because of it. It was fucking great. <laughs> there were times I think Dylan just wanted to hit her too. <laughs> They're like, why couldn't she get shot in that parking lot and just die? <laughs> Oh, no, instead we lose we lose we lose David's friend Scott, that poor bastard. Uh, whatever happened to him? No. Um, but yeah, I think I think they were just trying to like cleanse themselves of what happened at the end of that series when they all like hugged and the wedding and all that. But um, they're flawed, and I think that I think that's what made the show great this this time around is that the the actors are flawed, mm-hmm. uh, not just the characters. And I think that was I think that's what they were going for. What about that piece of work wife of his trying to pass off somebody else's baby as his? Oh, I know. Bad. Foreign was... spunk. Terrible. And he was like <laughs> He was like, "Ah, oh, all right, I'll raise this baby that ain't mine." And then he was like, 
You know what? Never mind. I don't fucking think I so. <laughs> I um I kind of like the the way that they did the reveal. Uh, you know how he yes. found out it couldn't yes. have been his kid. Felt very not even nine hundred two and zero. Felt more like Melrose Place. Soap opera. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it turns out you're sterile. And how do you know you're sterile? Because you got hit in the balls by somebody. <laughs> this. this disgruntled actor that you had a <laughs> confrontation with earlier. It's just very, it's kind of convoluted, but in a way that's um, delightful <laughs> at the same time. You know, he looked really relieved in that scene to me, mm. you know, like True. angry, but like also like, thank fuck. I yeah. hate this bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's a weight yeah. off the shoulders. <laughs> do you uh, think the show needed more? Uh, do you think the show needed more like surprises? Mm. No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I I I ended up being like delightfully surprised every episode. So I mean, there was something for me every time. Um, I, th- mm. I thought they handled it really well. Um, let's talk I- about um, one more character, and then we'll move on past characters. But um, mm. um, Ian Ziering. Ian, yes. Ian. 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 Um, as Steve Sanders, um, kind of stupid as per usual, <laughs> right? Stupid for 10 seasons, kinda dumb. <laughs> pretty much. Um, he had a, a hot wife, um, not sure what she did. She was like a, a, an influencer. She was a fitness guru. What was she? Mm-hmm. She was an Instagram star. I don't know. Yeah. Let's say influencer. Yeah. Um, hot blonde. And, of course, fucking around on him. And he finds mm, out about it here. and spirals. Yeah. And then an interesting thing that they did with Steve is they put the whole Me Too movement on him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Not it's bad. like, Steve's like, what the fuck? You can't tell a woman she looks hot anymore. What? You can't ask a female assistant to get you a cup of coffee anymore. He was just like clueless. Mm-hmm. About the whole like past twenty years of <laughs> anything, uh, he's the only one. I think he was the only one that like actually acted as both. He was Steve yes. and Ryan at the same time. He yes. was Stiven. Yes. Stiven. Stiven. I think at this Stiven. point there's just no difference anymore. They're no, each really other. Um, I I kind of like that though because on the one hand he the fictionalized Ian Ziering was. His life was probably, and his personality was, like, the most different from Steve Sanders, and probably from himself also. I, I don't think real-life Ian Ziering is, like, this fitness guru and married to a hot influencer and, yeah. you know, you know, is really living this lavish lifestyle. I mean, as you said, Scott, he's doing flying shark movies, which, <laughs> more power to him. I, you know, that shows popular. us his sense of humor, at, at, at least. Yeah, yeah. And um, so what they do here is, is they, they do kind of pin that Me Too movement on him and his developments. And it does play out in a way that's like, how can someone really be this stupid? But <laughs> yes. Steve was stupid. And Steve was also genuinely well-intentioned yeah. for the mo- and And he was capable of growth. Like, mm-hmm. he was always going to be intellectually dumb. But he did show a lot of capacity for change, and then they just kind of did the same thing here with with um, TV show Ian Ziering, where he's still this 
kind of dumbass jock, but he gets it, right? And I think that's sort of the best you can hope for with this kind of stuff, is that if people are going to fuck up in a way that's not egregious, which the few weird kind of callous remarks he made didn't come from a bad place. It's just he totally didn't get it at all. And but they're acting like he's an old person. You know what I mean? They're I, acting like I, he's uh, in the seven, you know, like in his seventies, and can't figure out why he can't pinch a waitress's <laughs> ass anymore. Right. It's like you're not that old. You're in married fairness, to a very young person. Like I he think he was the. In. I think he was the second oldest behind a five hundred year old Gabrielle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, that was definitely way exaggerated, but at the same time, it was like, once it was pointed out to him, it was like, okay, you know, like, he did learn. He did. And, uh, he did try. to change. Yes. Tried. And I don't know where, I can't even remember where they really left him in the assistant slash new head writer, which was um, also a very soap opera-ish mm-hmm. kind of promotion mm-hmm. <laughs> for her. Uh, but, you know. Uh, it was, it was a pretty complete arc that uh, that I thought they gave him, and it worked for the most part for me. How much do you really want from a Stian Zering here? <laughs> Hashtag Stian. I'll have to find a good spelling for that. It's amazing. <laughs> he, I thought he probably looked the best of the crew. He looked pretty good. Fairly good. I mean, like. It didn't look like he had, had any work done, you know. Um, he, oh, you um, don't even recognize Tori and, and Jenny. Jesus. No, I thought <laughs> Jenny, Jenny looked all right. Jenny, Jenny definitely got a nose job, though. Yeah, definitely did. Her nose definitely looks different. Shannon definitely the most uh, work done. Well, I, I think a lot of sick, too. Was, yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah, true. She was sick. Um, Ian was, he was what we, um, Scott, you'll appreciate this, what, what you call young poorly. So even when he was young, as young as he was on the show, being the second oldest, um, he always looked like kind of the oldest person on the show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And but he sort of stayed that way, you know. He didn't like he Arn didn't, Anderson. He, yeah, like Arn Anderson, who was also <laughs> young poorly, mm-hmm. but yes. looks great, you know. So I mean, what can you what can you do? Um, he's he's really maintained. I don't know that he's. Uh, aging in reverse, but um, looks pretty much as good as he ever did. What were some of your favorite cameos, mm. Scott? Oh, well, um, well, I guess Emily, she's a yeah. cameo. She's not really a cameo. She was on most of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, fucking A, Ray Pruitt. I mean, Ray Pruitt. <laughs> yes. oh Ray man, Ray. He looks at them like, you fucking douchebags. I <laughs> like, lost asshole. my shit. I was like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? He's still singing that song? Oh, I love that song, too. It's so great. Um, uh, yeah. Seeing him was like, it's him. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. I wish it <laughs> and had the, been him. I really wanted that it to been be awesome. him. Well, uh, we he got looked like people. shit, also. Yeah, I wanted he, to be he, Gina. <laughs> oh man oh gina gina kincaid oh my god oh yeah i wanted because they they pretty much kicked her off the show in season 10 like you know you kind of uh, suck goodbye or hillary swank that's who it should have been holy shit hillary swank. 
You, I only lasted like twelve episodes, you assholes. It's like maybe her kid died or something, and she blamed. <laughs> so, like the whole mystery is like somebody is sabotaging them um, mm-hmm. at every turn when they're trying to do this reboot, and um, Tori's trying to produce it all, and things keep happening. So they decide to try to figure out who keeps fucking with them, and um, they. That Ray Pruitt scene was just fucking priceless. His, the look on his face was just mm-hmm. like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, and then the studio was like, of course it's not him. It's just some random, yeah, it's exactly. this guy that you, yeah, that you pissed off when you stole the, the dress, which is his yes, property. It's like, exactly. Well, it just shows how much they're they're kind of in their own heads and, and in their in this echo chamber that the show probably became for them. Um, so, again, that on that meta level, it was a pretty nice touch and certainly great to see Ray Pruitt now, old man Ray, uh, <laughs> once again, still doing the same thing with the uh, American flag oh. backdrop behind it. <laughs> so awesome. Amazing. But sadly, we didn't get any um, Daddy Walsh. Daddy Walsh, right. I was I was hoping for some Daddy Walsh, but we I didn't know. get... You Jim. I know. Where was Jim? Where's Jim? We did get a little bit of Mama Walsh. We did. We did. Really cute scene where she was a therapist. Uh, because, of course, because of course she is. Because of course. Yeah. Uh, really funny. I, I thought she was really cute <laughs> in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, who else? We didn't really get any other cameos or callbacks. No. Other than, so. well, you had some of the dream sequences where they talked mm-hmm. about stuff that you would kind of mark out for if you were a fan of the original. But, um, I don't think we got any other notable actors that came back. Um, should have had the ghost of Scott Scanlon. The ghost of Scott <laughs> Scanlon. <laughs> That's who should have been doing it. They should have all been haunted by him. Yeah. Really <laughs> that would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> yep. You guys never talked about me again, again, Denise again. Denise Richards. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Denise Denise Richards and... Uh, yeah, bring back Nikki or um, Casper Van Dien. How about that? Oh, my oh. God. Left him to burn in the house with a lesbian in the bathroom. <laughs> or you ran down the street, you fucking jerk. Fucking asshole. What an asshole. Casper and fucking Dean. By the way, I didn't realize this. I, I totally forgot. I went to high school with, with Casper Van Dean. No, I wish. No, uh, even better with uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Daddy Walsh. Not that I, that would have been worse. <laughs> really? Come on. <laughs> Fuck. Um, oh God. Talking about rabbit holes. Um, no, the uh, season ten. The the lawyer. Uh, um, Matt oh, Durning. Uh, that Durning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He was about as exciting as a like a oh. fucking cult. Yes, the replacement Brandon. Replacement. Mm. Um. Mm. Do you think they whiffed on not bringing back Valerie? Yes. One hundred percent. Yeah. Like you needed a scene where they looked at like with where where Tiffany and Shannon look at each other and yes, she, I was yes. here first, and she yes. and Valerie goes, I was on longer. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Oh my God. My I only hope. My only hope is that this has been successful and like fun enough for Tiffany to be like, "All right, I'll do mm-hmm. it." 
I mean, she's not doing that much. Isn't she on a show right now, though? One of them USA shows? Is she? Or was that like years ago that Dan did, and I just don't know because I'm. I just out know of touch. she does like a lot of cooking stuff like now. She has, yeah, she does the cooking thing. Yeah, but like, come on, you can shoot some shit for this. Right. Um, I mean, I have to think they tried just because. I mean, Scott, you you wrote my dream fantasy scene right there with just <laughs> how surreal it would be for Valerie and Brenda to be in the same room in the Absolutely. same scene it, it just it has to it's one of those things that has to happen and yeah where where yeah where where one brenda looks at valerie and goes i was here first and then mm-hmm. valerie looks at her and goes well i was on longer you know <laughs> you know right. it, it would have been tremendous i i'm assuming i guess apparently uh kelly uh i was called i almost started calling her kelly taylor as if it was a real name um that Jenny Garth and Tiffany used to be very close, and then something happened, and now they hate each other or some shit. Uh, yeah, I, I heard it had something. I, I was I was um, trying to figure that whole thing out too. It maybe had something to do with Jenny Garth's divorce from Ooh. Peter Wood's face. I, I don't I think know. So, yeah, no, it, it's. It, I think the wiki has something about that. Yeah, it, it does have something to do with with the uh, divorce. I think you're right. Well, so perhaps those wounds still a little bit fresh. Yep, could be. That could be. Next, now reason. next year, next year they'll be on speaking terms again. Hopefully so. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I think the only real whiff, because now that I'm thinking back of all the guest stars, uh, obviously the one that that really would have been awesome was was Valerie. I think that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Um, the old principal, the free Donna Martin principal. Mrs. Um, she's still alive. Whoa. Um, she's, she's, oh, she's still it's on the, alive. I don't know. She I mean, was kind of old know. then. Not, she was kind of old. She was kind of old. Oh my god! Didn't it start with a T? This is no Tingley. No, I think she might be right. Tinsley. I mean, she was on it a lot. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was, yeah, during the West Bev years. Uh, seasons like two through, let's see. Um, Everybody on that Google. I, mean, I need some Google theme music where I could just play Google. Google. It's almost, yeah, it's almost like. Um, <laughs> oh, Google almost, said, can I help you? Google. <laughs> Google, Google said, can I help you? Yeah, Teasley, me. Mrs. Teasley. Miss Teasley. Miss Teasley. Okay, yeah, it just came to me all of a sudden. Did we already say that? I don't know. Um, no, we said Tingly. Tingly. Mrs. Tingly. Mrs. Um, Tingly. Tinsley. Teaching Mrs. Tingle. No, Miss Teasley. That's it. Miss Teasley. And then you can get that. Um, yeah, she... Uh, what about Gil? What about Gil? The, um, Gil! The, uh, what was he? The, the journalism or the government teacher or something? Oh! That's... No, the, the journalism hot. teacher. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, what the fuck? Yes. Um, he had a last name, but I feel like they all called him Gil. <laughs> <laughs> it was... <laughs> he was just Gil. Um, I guess that was season two, I think. Two and three, probably. Yeah, because he was in the Donna Martin graduate stuff also, because Dylan was the only one who stuck around to take the exam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the hell with her? <laughs> He's the only one, she was the only one she didn't bang, so... He's like, I'm worried Gil about Myers. Myers. Gil, Gil Myers. Gil Myers, yes, thank Gil you. Gil Myers. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> and he he basically told Dylan, "Just go out there with your friends. It's fine." 
He was pretty hot. Yeah, he kind of had that. Uh, he had that, he had that uh, like '90s haircut. The, yeah, uh, kind of sweet part ginger beard. Like he was one of them, one of them '90s guys. Yeah, we didn't have a nat appearance. Mm. I thought he was dead. So no, Joey. <laughs> I love how you think everybody over the age of eighteen is either in a home or dead. Was, well, he was only like forty something. Was Nat not old? I'm just saying he was well, old. He was. He, he had, wasn't Mrs. Tingly old, but he was older. <laughs> Didn't that character have several heart attacks on the ship? Exactly. Yes, he did. He had one. But then he had a kid after the oh, heart God. attack. He had a kid. Or was he it got married and had a kid. Yes. <laughs> he was born in Connecticut? I didn't even know that. He's from Connecticut. Um, he's 83. Yeah, he's, well, now he's 83. <laughs> Jenny God. thought he was 83 in season two. So. <laughs> I stand by my I thought I, he was dead status. He's 83. <laughs> well, by the time this goes up, you might want to check. I'm just saying. <laughs> He was on the he was on the Batman series. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, we well, can get a gnat. We did have a peach pit though. Yeah, you know that's they, really they cool. did reference him though. They did reference him when they were when they were making their uh, their demands in order to do the show. Um, Christine Elise is just shooting everything down left and right. And goes, oh well, you know, I heard Joey Tata wants to become the president of Fox now. So <laughs> we, get, we get right on. You know who was uh, season three? Um, it was because it was Nikki's boyfriend. Uh, do we remember that uh, mm. a certain former WCW heavyweight champion was uh, in season three? Brett the Hitman Hart. Mr. Yeah, exactly. No. Uh, Mr. Uh, uh, why am I blanking? The Ready to Rumble. Why the fuck David am I blanking? Arquette? David Arquette. <laughs> David Arquette. Wow. David Arquette was Nikki's brother. Mm. Holy crap. I forgot about that. Yeah. A WCW fucking heavyweight champion was on 90210. How about that mm. for Saren fucking mm. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Valerie would have been great. Mm-hmm. Having Tiffany come back, you know, because they are doing a Say by the Bell reboot, so let's just reboot all of Tiffany's shows. Oh, Lord. They're going to do a Say by the Bell. I think it's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Um, or is it going to be on uh, the, other sh- uh, the other thing on uh, HBO Max? Excuse yeah, me. If she could do that, then she could do this. Just saying. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Hundred percent. She should rat. She should. She should do nine hundred two one over. Come on. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Saved by the Bell. Never mind. I'm not going to mush the shows to Valerie Kapowski. <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say something very unkind, and I, I'm just not going to do that. it. Do it. I want to hear it. Fine. It's fine. I, I was not a Saved by the Bell fan. Let me just put it that way. Really. Even in its. I. All right. I. I thought it was a Muppet Babies version of Beverly Hills nine hundred two. <laughs> That's a tremendous just, way to put it, actually. It was just a show for babies. I'm sorry. like, And that's <laughs> fine. If Okay, if you were like the actual like age group I was watching 90210, you should have been watching Saved by the Bell, right? <laughs> like, it was the age. Don't miss bliss. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Um, and Mr. Belding, Principal of West Bev. Greatest fucking show ever. <laughs> Th- that would be an interesting mashup right it there. Be, it would be fantastic. It was but a it was- show for babies. It was just the well. It, it was the Muppet Babies version of <laughs> nine hundred two. It's what you should have been watching when you're in third, fourth grade instead of Beverly Hills nine hundred two. But I had limited parental supervision, so <laughs> I just stepped right over, Saved by the Bell, and watched the good shit. You know, I can appreciate that. And when I tried to watch Saved by the Bell, I would just sit there and like roll my eyes because it was so dumb. <laughs> it's just like. It's like, I hate this. get to the fucking I, already. 
Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Get to the fucking, get to the, the backstabbing and, and the fires and the, and the, and the fights and the pirates like absconding with people's money and just pirates. Mafia was even on the show. Yeah, bitches blowing up in cars and shit. Blowing up in fucking cars, getting shot up. And the hard drinking, the party, and the drugs. Come on. What are we Hogan doing? Family Father was in fucking hiding. Oh, so great. Fucking there were like four great. Dylan fathers on that show. Huh. Dylan's first father was like, you want to talk about old? Oh, my God. He was like oh, yeah. old, old. And then suddenly it's like, no, we need an actual actor to play Dylan's <laughs> need, father. So this is the Hogan character on the show now. Yeah. So now we bring in the Hogan family father. Right. Um. Mm. But uh, I think other than Valor, I think we were fine. I don't think there was really anybody else. It would have been nice to bring back Claire, but um, I don't mm. know if the, the yeah. I don't know if the casual fan would even have remembered. Uh, we would have because Claire kicked ass, but I don't know if the casual fan would have remembered. Right. Um, and that's the thing with that middle stretch of the show. Unless they had the longevity of like a Valerie um, or very, very like infamous stuff like uh, Ray Pruitt. Um, you sort of forget like that through the college years and, and to the end, um, th- those characters, those cast members aren't really as memorable. Like, what are we going to, we're going to bring back, um, Noah, uh, what was his name? Vincent Young or whatever. I don't Oh, see Noah that. Hunter. Oh yeah. Yes. He had that, he had that frat boy dickhead face too. Yes. But, uh, but he was at least Basically. moderately likable though. He was moderately likable even through the end. He was uh, okay. He was better than replacement Brandon. But he, yes, yeah. Matt Turning. What about <laughs> what about Steve Steve's um, hot wife? <sighs> oh, oh, um, shit. Yeah, Janet. 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 Yeah. Yep. I don't know what happened to her. Me either. Yep. Another one that I, I just totally forget that like yeah they got married and started they a family. A kid. Yep. No, they had the kid before that. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah, they had the, she got pregnant. They, they had the kid before that. Yep. They continued to live in the Walsh house, right? Yes, they lived in the Walsh house pretty much till the end. <laughs> That's awesome. God. Get your With lives no together, Walsh's. kids. No Walsh is living there. Mm. I know. There was a fucking pinball machine in the fucking living room. Oh, that was great. Mm. Everybody and their mother lived in that house at some point. Fantastic. All it right. was great. So, um, has there, do you guys know if there's been any talk on any, any future episodes, season two of this? I don't think so. I think no? this was just this. Yeah. I think this was, this was, cause if you're going to go longer, you might as well do like the show now. No, I don't know. I kind of feel like there might be some more here. I mean, they left the possibility open. They kind of. Ended it on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, they got the green light to do the show, except you got to do it in Vancouver because we don't have a budget, turns like out. Smallville. And we can't afford all six of you, so somebody has to go. Yeah. So, I don't know. That could be read as kind of a, I don't know, a, a mean-spirited way of saying, we're not going to do this again. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or it truly is leaving the door open. I feel like it left the door open. Or, I mean, I don't know anything about the production of this, but it could be that they filmed, you know, like a maybe 12 episodes, and then they just broke it up and just gave us the six, and they've already filmed all the rest. Hmm. Sometimes that happens. Well, um, allegedly, Wikipedia music here. Uh, 
Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling indicated that future seasons are possible. Oh. Uh, I don't know if that's really their decision necessarily, but right. um, sounds like they're willing. Um, elaborated that future episodes or seasons would, quote, delve into actual scenes from the show within a show. Ooh. E-I-N. Ooh, I almost messed up. I-N. Zeering revealed that the original pitch su- suggested 13 episodes, the final of which would have incorporated his concept and would have taken place entirely in the world of the original series. I love oh, that. that so fucking I love great. that. Let's do that. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And get Valerie. I'm on board. Yes, please. And Daddy Walsh. And uh, Spelling stated that they decided to end the season finale with a cliffhanger explaining, in our minds, writing the last episode was foreshadowing another season. Going forward, the second season would be more laser-focused on the reboot. Awesome. Sounds like they're mean. As long as you bring back Nikki. (laughs) I mean, look, they got, what, two seasons out of that X-Files reboot, which was okay, but kind of felt like a miracle to me that they managed that even with, like, two years between them. You Um, know, I, I mean, this is all tangent, but I have deep, deep feelings about X-Files, and that first season of that, or that first episode of that reboot was some of the most dismal shit i've ever seen in my life but (laughs) they turned it around they kind of did by the end of it i was in so it was it's possible i'm just saying we got to do it i i wouldn't necessarily look for look forward to it like next year same time yeah probably late maybe eventually so i'm gonna i don't know i'm gonna keep an eye on that stein Style. <laughs> I think they should. I think they should morph. This, I think they should morph it together, and they should. They, we should have like names of like uh, Shenda yeah. and <laughs> uh, Brayson instead of Brandon mm-hmm. and Jason, Jenny mm-hmm. and Kelly, Jenky, <laughs> Jelly, Jelly, Jelly. Yeah, you love that, that Jelly. Do you um, guys feel like there wasn't much of a um, like an advertising push for the show? Because outside of, like, when I was watching the show, I didn't see it anywhere, really, mm-hmm. you know? They did, they did the great teases. They did those killer teases for, like, fucking, I don't know, eight months or something. But you're right. Once once we got closer, then it was just another show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree I, with you I didn't that. see any of the actors on any talk shows or, you know, I didn't see any Ellen clips or anything. So it's like... That that felt odd to me because the show was fucking huge, and I know it has a huge audience still. Um, so I just thought it was a little odd that I didn't have like just uh, the annoying shit in my you know news feed like you do with mm-hmm. everything else, right? You know, right. just tons of like interviews and clips and and bullshit articles. So yeah, yeah, them doing the media rounds basically, right, exactly. Which was funny because they did within. The show itself, exactly. but it was all yeah. it was all focused on how there has been, and nobody gives a shit about the yeah, show. Exactly. <laughs> so that was a little bit. Um, I, I I don't know. Like if they had actually done that, I think that reception would have been very different. Probably so. Yes. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to mention? 
Um, oh, another thing that they have left unresolved. The um, one of the twists is kind of a double twist mm-hmm. where it seemed like the the new assistant that um, Brian hired, who had the um, kind of psychosexual obsession with him, uh, was going to be the stalker, right? Mm-hmm. And oh wait, he's not the stalker. He's Brian's illegitimate son. Oh my god! Ah, uh, and then wait, no, he's not Brian's son. They did a fraternity test. However, uh, turns out Jason Priestley hooked up with his mom too back in the day. So is he actually Jason's illegitimate son? Hmm. You know what happened? He took a DNA test, and turns out he's 100% that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You were waiting for me to finish. (laughs) But how is he Jason Priestley's kid if Jason Priestley is is, sterile? Maybe it was before he got sterile? Wasn't always sterile? I don't know. Or maybe he's just somebody else's kid. Maybe this this mom really got around mm, with that. Apparently, cast. So, it's Scott hmm. Scanlon's kid. It's Scott Scanlon's kid. <laughs> it's Scott Scanlon's ghost kid. They're going to do a crossover <laughs> with American Horror Story. And then, of course, they expand that story uh, to the sister being molested by the uncle later on in that season. Yes. Yeah, that was fucking weird. Yeah. I don't know oh, oh, weird. Gee, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they really didn't want to let that go, did they? No, they didn't. No, no, they didn't not at all. I, I think, um, I think bringing it back would be great, but um, they could get away with making mistakes with this because this wasn't really the show. Mm-hmm. So they could get away with taking risks, but if they're going to go full blown and and like I keep saying, attempt a season eleven, which is in essence what it would be, um, they really can't blow it. So that's why I'm very skeptical that they'll that they'll even try. But if they do, that's awesome. Well, but I have a feeling it's not going to happen. For me, I'm way more into this than I am anything to do with a, a season 11. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. This, to me, is the show now. Like, in my mm-hmm. mind. I love this for all of the meta and, like I said, the blurring of the lines between all the characters and their... Or the real actors in there. It's so funny because it's so layered. It's the yeah. actor... Being a like playing an, a version of themselves and then playing a character, just I mean it's just it's fascinating. I love it so much. It's yeah, so and fun. I'm good, and I'm good with just seeing more of scenes like uh, David and Donna in bed talking about their relationship or whatever. Yes. That looks like it is a continuation, but it's just them filming it. And it's it's um, not really the the focus of the show mm-hmm. or even of the episode, but we just get more of that because now we have 10 episodes or whatever it is. Um, and maybe some of the things they deal with while they are filming this continuation, like they do- it dovetails into their quote-unquote real lives and brings up stuff, sort of like it did in this season, but yeah, more hyper focused as as uh as Tori said, I guess. Um and if you have the the room to really stretch out and do that, I am definitely all for it. And hey, if you are lacking for story, then just fill it with those 
kind of reunion scenes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want. It's fan service. Anything oh. else? Hmm. It was a blast. It was. I wanted more. Me too. I could have yeah. gone for for thir- I don't know if thirteen. I mean, you could have done another a full thirteen and and kind of kept going with the taping of the of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think thirteen episodes would have worked, but you would have definitely had to bring more people in. Yeah, we would have needed a Valerie sighting at some point. Deshaun Hardell need to get him in here. <laughs> well, he's too busy flying around uh, whatever city Black Lightning's in. <laughs> you know how they did those like Thanksgiving episodes. Oh, every yes. year. Yes. Yes. Definitely get one of those. Yes. A Thanksgiving oh and a God. Yes. With That's when Valerie comes back. Yes. With David Thanksgiving. fucking crazy mom. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Homeless in Portland. <laughs> yes. oh, Valerie's trying to do everything and <laughs> stupid fucking mom is trying to take over. And crazy fucking, oh yeah. Boiling shit. Fire. Fuck. Uh, all right. Yeah. Christmas episodes. Oh, and, and that was Santa's. I think that was the one where uh, Donna was dating the male version of her, who was uh, preserving his virginity as well. Yes. So we got to we got to get him back on it too. Oh, the quarterback! Forgot yeah, about the him. Back with the heart defect or with whatever. the heart defect, and he moved to Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, forgot uh, about him. That's right. He's he the, was... he's the father of the. <laughs> he's kid. secretly the father. He's the father. <laughs> In a twist. He wasn't the original after all. Brandon, and then Brandon really is being blackmailed by the, the fucking news reporter editor that he dated in college. Yes! And then he dated, uh, what's her face? The fucking, what the hell was her name? The the TV anchor that had the farm. Oh, and the farm um, hand wanted a banger. Uh, uh, Tracy. 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 Right? Yeah. Tracy. Wow. Mm. See, Come on, Susan, we should Susan be writing this shit. I'm just saying, like... I mean, we remember all this shit. Yeah. Randy whipped his sword everywhere. Fucking A. My God. Talk about fucking fertilizing the field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My God. You can turn that hose off once. We <laughs> thought Dylan was bad. Dylan actually got married. Dylan tried yeah, to do the was. right thing, and the father killed her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brandy just whipped his seed everywhere. Let's Maybe bring he her back. She didn't really die. <laughs> oh, well... Uh, no. Oh, what the fuck was her name? Oh, it's Rebecca Gayhart. Rebecca, um, yeah. Rebecca Gayhart. Her name was uh, uh, Tony. Tony Marchetti. Tony Marchetti, yeah. The, the yeah. father was like a bad guy in every 90s fucking cop show. Right, right. Mm. Well, the, the hey, mom. Dylan's dad. Dylan's, Nessie, we went, you talked about the Hogan family. He should have showed up on these six episodes and said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm sorry that Luke's not here. I was his TV dad. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that would have been, um, mm-hmm. been kind of cool. That would have been very appropriate. He could have been the stalker. How dare you do this without my dead <laughs> Yes. Thoughts. There you go. <laughs> mm. Wow. We well, need to more. I think we've said all that there is to say. <laughs> no, you know what? No, I thought I thought of another one. Okay. This, this is totally worth um, going over, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, Brandon's friend, the uh, president of... Um, the president of the university who couldn't drive and died horribly um, outside the peach pit. Uh, and so Brandon uh, became president instead. <laughs> oh, the, 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 yeah, Josh, Josh, Josh something. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's his <laughs> couldn't ghost. Drive. <laughs> couldn't drive. That was the thing. Like that was the, Oh, he hate, like it showed him in a scene where he's driving and Brandon. It's like, Jesus Christ, like kind of freaking out. <laughs> He was like, ah, you know, I grew up in public transportation. I never really uh, learned how to drive. And, yeah, you know, ha-ha. And it turns out that um, 
in a bitter, um, not so much ironic as just unfortunate twist. Um, yeah, he gets a he he dies uh, in a in a car fire after getting hit by a tractor trailer. It's right by the tractor trailer. <laughs> I just learned to drive. It's like drags. I think it, it like drags the car in front of Brandon as he's watching. It's like really <laughs> over the top, gruesome. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, it's his ghost. It's his ghost who's actually the um, the stalker. <laughs> we have like he's, 80 ghosts. Yeah. He started the fire, you see. Cause, uh, yes. That's right. There's some Don't forget about violent me and my fucking opponent. deaths on this show. There really are. There really was. Shootings. Mm. Died. Well, oh, we, well, what's his... Oh, uh, jo- um, <laughs> Noah's father blows his brains out behind the desk. We have some suicide action there. Yeah, he got some suicides. Wow. Mm. Oh. Bad guy from really, Rubble really Pop. insensitive people, especially mm. you guys. What about uh, Rush Sanders? How about a Rush? Rush oh, I love Rush Sanders. Mm-hmm. Wait, Steve's mom. Steve's mom also, yeah. What about uh, Steve so- trying to explain the Me Too movement to Rush? <laughs> yeah, like he had the Me Too movement. What about what about Ric Flair playing Rush? Sanders? Oh my God! <laughs> Holy shit! What, what have you done? Because he kind of is. Tim- what have you done? <laughs> I need it. All right, look. I'm going to have to go back and watch the show now and just hear all of the Rush Sanders lines oh in God. Flair's voice. Oh, believe me, they're, they're so great. The best the best was the uh, Christmas party. <laughs> no, it was the engagement party. Because remember, um, uh, uh, Steve's mom became a lesbian. Uh, and- oh, God, I forgot. <laughs> And then, and then Rush hits on her girlfriend. Yes, <laughs> yes, I forgot about that. Oh shit! What oh, are we so... doing? What are we doing? Oh, what a great show! Oh, God bless it. God bless it. <sighs> Speaking of great shows, this has been a great show. And no. Scott, you have a couple of great shows. You want to tell us about your great shows? Thank you, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm on. I am on both our feeds over on uh, over at Place B Nation. Uh, on the wrestling feed, you mentioned the Place B podcast, which my co-host, my PIC, was supposed to join us this evening. Shane, uh, he couldn't. Um, and and uh, Place B Nation's main event, and over on the Pop feed, your uh, former home, uh, I am on the Year in Pop with Andy and uh, uh, the Doctor and J. Arsenio D'Amato. For you new listeners to the uh, TJP. Uh, the uh, Jenkintown Posse, like in uh, like on the Goldbergs, um, <laughs> TJP. Um, uh, the year in pop. What we do is we take a year and we go through everything that went on in that year: uh, music, sports, movies, TV, news. Uh, cost like you know what was how much like rent was a gallon of gas, like just crazy stuff. We've we've gone we've done about f- five or six episodes so far. So check it out; it's a wait, lot of fun. Wait, wait, what's it called again? The Year in Pop. Are you sure that's what it's called? Are you sure that's what it's called? What else would it be called? Pretty sure it's called Old Cast. Oh. It's called Old Cast. See, you yeah, already they, forgot. Oh. You're know, yeah, see, you know why, Tim? <laughs> because she can't be on, she, she doesn't want to be on the first episode, her first mm. episode until 2017, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you're still alive, I mean, it's. I mean, yeah, exactly. Shaky. Yeah, because. I'm dead like Nat. So. Like Nat. Um, in your 80s. Yeah. In 80s, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shame. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, my God, you know what I forgot? There's a third show on the wrestling feed that we have to mention. 
What is that? Um, it's called Jenny and the Gems. Oh, yeah. Mm. Jenny and the Gems. Jenny, myself, Mr. Souza, uh, and Matt Souza, Drew Wardlaw, we, we go into the WWE Network and we find one of the old hidden gems. And we got a couple in the hopper that we got to work on coming yeah, up soon. Yeah, we do. Yep. So, so we got a lot to work on there. But yeah, I am all over both the wrestling and pop feeds. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at PTB Godfather. And uh, yeah, I'm usually plugging and retweeting all of our awesome shows, including yours, Jenny, and yours, Tim. Uh, yes. And um, I am loving talking WCW. Don't ever stop doing that. Show's close. Thank you. I love that sure show. Show's, show's fucking great. Um, you guys got me to actually like the Steiners. I appreciate it. Oh, that. wow. I didn't, I didn't like I, the Steiners. I was not a Steiners fan, no. But that episode was awesome. So check it out over on the wrestling team. But again, Jenny, thank you. It's great to be here. And uh, this feed is going to be awesome. So keep listening. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, anything you yes, want to talk uh, about, Tim? Uh, sure. Well, I will... Um, yeah, uh, run with that plug for Talking WCW, which you and I, Jenny, do with our dear friend Greg Phillips and various assorted wrestling personalities. <laughs> Whatever, as well. whoever uh, Greg Each, wants to be on that night, including Ric Flair yes. or Rush Sanders, if you prefer. <laughs> uh, this show is, of course, on Place to Be Nation Wrestling. It is a monthly show, and I will go ahead and tell you our very next episode coming up is going to focus on Man Called Sting. I was going to do the whole Tony Sting thing, but then I was like, I can't. (laughs) Yeah, my my (laughs) voice would... I can't. Yeah. Um, So, that also on the Place Me Nation Pup Podcast Network. Mm -hmm. I am part of the Marvel Age Podcast. That's myself and our, our fearless leader, Nick Duke. Russell Sellers, and the manager-owner of Place to Be Nation, Pop, Todd Weber, uh, going through basically all the biggest and best and sometimes worst <laughs> stories from Marvel Comics each consecutive year. So we are in the middle of 1972 in Marvel Comics right now. On Marvel Age, we have our second part of 1972 coming out... Uh, Sometime in the month of October. I'll I'll just put it that way. Um, and 1972 will be a three-part episode of Marvel Age, as probably the rest of the 1970s will be. So we're going to be hanging out in that decade for some time. Uh, but yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter if you are so inclined. I am at Psych68, that is C-Y-K-E-6-8 on Twitter. All right. Um, as for me, you can find me at Jenny Position on Twitter because I just recently changed that <laughs> to my handle. And, uh, you know, I um, was going to start an Instagram for the feed and then I went to go do hmm. that and then the name wasn't available. Oh. So, which I thought was odd. Someone is domain squatting on I feel Jenny like Position. Somebody- like Instagram blocked me, you know what I mean? Like some shit's yeah. gotta get fucked up there. So, um, which you know is okay with me. I'm not super like really great at keeping up with Instagram, so um, that's okay. I like Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, and I have a Facebook page, The Jenny Position. You can leave me a review there, but only five stars. Everything else will be uh, deleted and rejected. 
Very good. Um, some other things you can find on the feed, um, Geek and Sassy. We just did a CW preview show for the fall season. For all the Great episode, by the way. Thank you. That was Great really episode. fun. We had um, guest Russell Sellers on for that. And um, there should be an episode of Freak Out Drive-In for you to enjoy with my friend and yours, Andy Atherton. We mm. watched Zombieland. Oh, very good. And that was mm. really fun. Um, so check those out. And also, I haven't figured out a way to end my shows yet. So <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm just being real. <laughs> Look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna hire the Marchetti crime family. We're gonna we're gonna have them get to the bottom of who is who is domain squatting on Instagram, so that you can have the Jenny position on Instagram as you rightfully deserve. I agree. They're gonna shoot them up. They're gonna blow them up in a car. Whatever it takes. I like it. Let's do that. Or, or Duke the gambling guy. Duke the bookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yes. I think I'm just going to end every episode with just trailing off, you know, like just that, that just works. Just no ending. Just yeah, we'll, we'll be continuing the conversation. We won't know when we are uh, still being recorded yeah. or not. <laughs> It'll be like the end of those shows when you go off the air and the sound's down and they all pretend to talk on stage when they're yeah. probably. Yeah, It'll yeah. Just be that they really guy. all hate each other. You know? Yeah, It'll be like oh, the news like anchors show. showing each other their you know, pieces of paper. Like, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 